Welcome to the Infotainment Podcast Initiating Startup Sequence. Hi, my name is Randy, and the Infotainment Podcast will begin shortly. I will be around mound to podcast sound, pound for pound, the best podcast around. Everybody, I would like to welcome you, you, and especially you, to the program today. I would like to say that I appreciate each and every one of my uh, listeners uh, who have given this program a shot at their ears over the years. You may have wondered why I've not done one for a while. It, it was just time to take a break. Uh, I was getting too angry, and and it was too much uh, political, and I was thinking a lot. Well, what do I want to do with this podcast? Do I want to keep it going? Do I want to do something totally different? Do I want to do this, do that? And I, I don't know. It just sucks when you get in a rut like that. And I kind of made up my mind... I really want to talk about something different this episode and maybe take a different direction on life. This age of corona and stuff has changed everything. And here I am on the back nine of life, and you kind of wonder where, where are you headed from here? What are your challenges in life? What are you doing to improve yourself? When you don't have a wife or girlfriend or whatever, you shouldn't change your life totally because of that. For those of you who listen to, uh, there is a guy on YouTube called uh, Better Bachelor. He calls himself Joker. And it's been very enlightening about the situation for uh, single people. Unknowingly, I waited or... Uh, uh, I've uh, aged myself out of the dating pool and escaped some of the hazards of uh, <laughs> dipping my feet into that. <laughs> but now it's time to maybe make a change. Well, what I've been doing, uh, I'd like to. So I'm I'm sick of the words gaslighting, social distancing. Oh, what are what are all the other ones? Doubling down. Oh my God, the T word. He's lying. She's lying. They're all lying. Oh, he had the greatest economy. Oh, politics isn't my deal. I had to turn away from Facebook too. It just got to be. It was making me so angry and and so. 
in an effort to change the rudder on this one, I'm going to tell you what I've been doing in this uh, age of uh, staying basically alone for this time. It, uh, I've just been immersing myself in these uh, sailing videos. Sailing Uma, this couple, uh, and then some other ones. But uh, Sailing Uma has been the one I've watched the most. I guess I would be labeled a tourist because I haven't donated to their cause. <laughs> They're a minimalist uh, couple that uh, transformed a $3,000 sailboat that needed a lot of work to to a really nice-looking uh, sailboat, and they know how to sail. And I've seen some places that I would I, I'm not... Uh, going to see in person in my whole life and uh, some of these other videos sailing uh, what was it oh I watched uh, well theirs is a regular sailboat but the other one I watched was uh, sailing they look kind of like a spaceship but uh, catamaran I think they're called Phoenix Marine they build the exquisite uh, X5 catamaran and if you have deep enough pockets you can uh, own one which uh probably never have but uh very very interesting i saw the island in the south atlantic that no one <laughs> the only way in there is <laughs> by boat practically they only have flights in there once a week and the landing strip was built wrong and so there's a lot of wind shear uh, <laughs> and the, the currency is their own you can only so you got to bring some money to exchange it to their currency and then exchange it back i think it's saint helena or and i think the jamestown or whatever but it's uh where napoleon was exiled to for a time and he died there actually they have a tomb there for him, but he was eventually, his body was moved. And I've seen some towns and uh, fjords in Newfoundland uh, that uh, bring you up to a town. The only way in is by boat or by helicopter. And it's just been amazing, the scenery. And I watched the couple that do the sailing UMA, U-M-A, uh, across the Atlantic in a 36-foot Pearson sailboat, which was really amazing, and uh, landing in England and uh, sailing up to Holland and the Netherlands, uh, also watching them spending a lot of time in Norway. And they've just been adding on pieces to their sailboat to make it really really great it, it took three thousand dollars to buy it and there he's a the guy is a jack of all trades woodworker electrician uh <laughs> they they can practically build every they studied architecture in atlanta and it's just amazing what they've done with that uh boat but it makes me want to get out on 
get on the water and learn how to sail. I don't know how I'm going to do that, but <clears throat> it might check out my options of doing a YouTube channel. I've never tinkered around with the video aspect of uh, podcasts or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it'd be uh, pretty worthless to, to go to a lot of different places and not show the video aspect of it, but but it is an extreme learning curve. You have to be forecast the weather and, and you know, your life depends upon it going well. I didn't really want to stray from my sailing topic uh, because I've become so sick of what I was reading everywhere else on my social media. But I came across a story that made me want to cry a river. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe, a.k.a. Harry Potter, reveals he feels intensely embarrassed by his early acting in the Harry Potter franchise. As well you should. I mean, you should have had the acting chops of Alan Rickman and Harry Potter and the Saucer's Stone. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the world's tiniest violin here is playing... Uh, as I read this, but I mean, if you're so embarrassed about that, scrape together all the money you have left from those movies and give it all away to charity so you don't have to feel embarrassed about your acting. You're just a kid for Christ's sake. Buck up, Danny. I mean, that's not everybody who gets enough money. They don't have to worry about anything ever. Again, if they don't go completely nuts with their money later in life. Just look at your, you got paid for all your acting, right? So just look at your, uh, just look at the amount of money you have <laughs> from those films. I'm sure you'll be a little less embarrassed. I wasn't going to tell anybody this, but I did audition for the role of Harry Potter uh, when uh, they were holding them. And if looking at your bank account and you still feel embarrassed looking at it, you can give all your money to me and I will feel embarrassed for you. And as I buy a, <laughs> what I want to get, but will be uh, forever out of my financial reach, unfortunately, is an exquisite, uh, uh, X5 catamaran with a base price of $1.3 million. But it comes uh, fully loaded at that price with a few uh, options you can buy. I'll take that money. I will donate some to a no-kill animal shelter and some to St. Jude's. So it will ease your mind. And you can uh, get a 9-to-5 job if you want and so you can feel better about yourself. Let me see if I can remember some of my audition lines for the role of Harry Potter. I'm just Harry. Just Harry. Well, just Harry. You're a wizard. I'm what? You're a wizard, Harry. And a thumping good one. And won't you train up a bit? <laughs> you see how good I would have been in the role of Harry Potter? I even remember some of Robbie Coltrane's lines in the role of Hagrid <laughs> during the first movie. <laughs> 
So what does Danny Radcliffe have to say about his early acting in the uh, Harry Potter films? He feels intensely embarrassed by his early acting. Daniel Radcliffe's early acting credits on Harry Potter aren't ones he looks back on easily. The 31-year-old actor reflected on his time on the blockbuster franchise in an interview with the Lord of the Rings star Elijah Wood for Empire Magazine. I'm intensely embarrassed by some of my acting, obviously, Radcliffe said laughing via Digital Spy. But yeah, it's like, how do you feel about your teenage years? There's so much in there that it's almost impossible to single out one feeling. Well, look at it this way. If you're so embarrassed about it, think about how you would play Harry Potter at your age right now, starting with the first film. How would you do it differently? These Hollywood types start, I, don't, I, th I think it's a sense of guilt that they've been so lucky and successful early on. I will admit, your acting was really subpar, so you should give away your millions made from those films. And I'm right here. I will spend the money wisely, and you can start over and give your acting the best shot you have and so you can feel better about yourself. You'll be glad you did. I wonder how Emma Watson, Hermione Granger? feels about all this. She's kind of a raging feminist, isn't she? I think I read an article about her that she's dated a lot of alpha males before and uh, had her fun and in her 20s, I guess, for about a year each. I wonder if those guys found out uh, she's a royal pain in the ass to deal with. <laughs> I wonder if she's going to hit the wall and Oh, now in my 30s, I want somebody to settle down with and have kids with. And and those uh, six-foot guys with a lot of money, handsome, you know, chiseled jawline, they aren't around as much as they were in your 20s. <laughs> They've either been married and got chewed up in court or uh, just treat it like the hardware saying, screw nut and bolt, <laughs> and just gone out of the scene for good, or dating a lot younger because they can. So it's a lot harder for women to date down once in their 30s and they got possible kids in tow, which is becoming more common. And how many guys want to step into that role right away to deal with all that? I'd rather date somebody in their 20s who isn't a pain in the ass to deal with and doesn't have a lot of baggage. Hypergamy, I think, uh, comes under. And they, some of these dating guys that I listen to, they talk about the red pill and the blue pill and all that uh, for dating. It just isn't worth it for guys anymore to get uh, to get married at all. And if you cohabitate, too, under some country's laws, you are still going to be financially responsible in some way in the family court. So you better watch out that way. It's like some of them say, do not cohabitate. Don't have kids. And it's better off because 
over 50% of all divorces filed are initiated by women. They want, uh, they want to feel the tingles, you know, and hear the stable guy that would uh, provide uh, all the things she wants. And uh, they don't want to stay with them because they want the excitement of the bad boy and they want to go chasing after that. And those guys aren't going to stay with her. Uh, just going to be love them and leave them types. When, and then she should have stayed with the, uh, the beta guy who would have been the good provider and stuff like that. And that's a lot of the misconception guys have that women will stay the same when they're dating after they are married. That's when they know they got the hooks into you. And especially if they leave you uh, and have young kids, so you're going to be on the hook for a lot of money and property as far as the laws go here in the United States and other countries. So now you got all these women going, where are all the good men? <laughs> Where did they all go? They've gone M-G-T-O-W, men going their own way. And what you're left with is uh, the bad boys that you're willing to chase in your 20s and maybe early 30s on like uh, the dating apps like Tinder. You're not my forever person. You're like the screw nut and bolt uh type because they're not going to settle down for a committed relationship. I had Tinder for a while. I don't even look at it anymore. So, but this COVID thing's got me really down and maybe I will take up that sailing thing. I'm thinking hard and long about that. It'd be a new, it'd be a new experience for me. That's for sure. Learning all that. I have been learning some terms of it, uh, like Spinnaker and uh, Windless and uh, other different sail, the main sail. And, but do I want to spend it on something that you have to spend a lot of time working on or one that's uh, pretty much ready to sail right away? It would be a long time before I would take it out of the slip because of the learning curve for me. But... Maybe it would be best to get on with somebody who has a opening spot for a crew member. I don't know. You got to learn to be happy by yourself. And I've had to learn that for a long time. There was a story that I heard on another podcast about a guy. When he was 52, he decided he wanted to live alone in the Alaska wilderness. And he went up there and he built his own cabin, cut down the logs, uh, used moss as part of the roofing process, made his bed, built a fireplace out of rock and, and lived there for 30 years, just basically by himself. I think he had a dog too, but, and, uh, just, uh, supplies flown in every couple of weeks. It was only up until his 80s that uh, he moved back to the States with his brother because of his health. And I think there were some films made about it. I think it'd be awesome to sail across the Atlantic by myself over to uh, some port in England and work my way north after going to the Caribbean and maybe 
working on the sailing skills. That's what you're going to see more and more of as men going their own way and just doing what makes them happy. And the feminists uh, have only themselves to blame. Maybe when enough uh, women recognize this and start championing the change in laws of, for men, they'll keep doing that. I don't know. It's, it's just been a lousy couple of years. This, this year, I don't know, with this winter storm and the power thing in Texas and I don't know if it's going to be any better than the last year. And all these frickin' uh, COVID variants and whether they, the vaccines are going to be totally useful for those. It'd be better off just to be off by yourself. I don't know. This has become kind of the angry. I turned on the news today a little bit and here it was just politics and I had to turn away from it. But if you want to see something enjoyable, they got a lot of different uh, families that uh, have sailing videos up on YouTube that show different boats and where they've gone and places that I'll never see. Sailing Uma is probably one that I follow the most. And then uh, Sailing Zahirta or something like that. That's a catamaran. That's a whole family. It's all about chasing your dream and pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. That's what I think I need to do instead of sticking into a rut. I think it would be awesome to see a bunch of dolphins uh, swimming in front of your boat or off to the side. I think they do that because it, for some reason it makes it easier for them to swim. As far as I looked up on uh, the Google Fi, also, I'd like to swim with the dolphins. We'll see how that uh, goes. But maybe uh, someday I'll make it happen. But this episode's kind of like, uh, don't let uh, COVID be the master of your domain and don't stop chasing your dreams. Now I think it is time to warp drive this podcast to the interwebs. You can check out my Facebook page. You can tweet my Twitters at Randy Podcaster. You can email me a comment at randymst12 at gmail.com.